What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another Ghost Cold Magazine podcast. I'm your host, Keefe. Today's podcast is an interview with Justine Glasser of Blue Midnight. Blue Midnight's current album, Maternal Wish, is out now, and the band is going to perform at the 2019 Aftershock Festival. Check it out. Joining us for another Ghost Cult Magazine podcast is the great Justine of Blue Midnight. How are you doing, Justine? I'm great. Thank you for having me. Yeah, of course. So uh, great to chat with you. A lot of cool things happening right now for you and the band. Uh, the current album is Eternal Wish. Fantastic album for those who don't know it. We'll link it in the description. Um, I wanted to first talk about sort of how you founded the band and uh, sort of how the group came together and um, your career up to now so far. Yeah, well, you know, I've... Um I've always been a performer. I've always been in, you know, theater productions and high school. So my performing career really started from there. But then when I was 18, I started um, branching out. I started playing open mic acoustically. I played coffee shop. So that's really how I got my start. I think karaoke bars. Um, but then as, as uh, time went on, I kind of wanted to do something different. I always had a vision for Midnight and the way I saw it going, and it took me some time. It took me some time to really find the right fan members, and I did this by, um, actually, I found a lot of the guys who play in my band on social media. I just contacted them and told them about the sound that I was starting, and it just kind of went from there. That's pretty brave. It's like the modern uh, newspaper periodicals or the modern newspaper ads is now social, you know, Facebook and Instagram. Yeah, well, a lot of people post videos of themselves playing on Instagram. So, you know, you can find people if you do, if you look at hashtags like Los Angeles drummer or just drummer or guitarist or whatever instrument you're looking for there's videos of people playing them all over the world awesome and then uh and and was there a long audition process to get people in or it was pretty seamless yeah it was pretty seamless you know i think i think the main thing with everything is that you know in la there's so many amazing players there's so many talented people i mean that's where this band's based out of we're based in la um there's so many talented musicians and so many from all around the world, really. And what what really it came down to for me was just personality. And and everyone in the band right now, everyone has just the most amazing spirit. And they're all really kind people and really humble. And that's really what I looked for when I was like meeting people and trying to put together this band. Is just who's someone that has a great attitude. Who's someone that shows up and cares and brings great ideas to the table. I really think that's what it's about. Awesome. I love that take. Uh, it's it's tough out there and it's tough for a young band. So I love that fresh, positive energy. It's good stuff. Um, additionally, so you, you put the band together and then, uh, you know, start to make music. How did you guys come together to write the music that's on this album, Eternal Wish? So pretty much the music for that was done by me and my cousin. So my cousin is the one that produced that album. His name's Sam. 
And so Sam and I wrote out all the parts. I did all the lyrics and, and the songs, and we just kind of did music and lyrics together. And then we kind of laid it out for the guys and made charts, and it just kind of went from there. But um, I, I read all the songs and um, and all the lyrics. Nice. Uh, there's a great sort of thread running through all the music. You know, the style is basically sort of a uh, goth uh, rock or metal and very symphonic metal inspired too. Uh, there's a lot of cool stuff going on. A uh, lot of great songs. Obviously, the title track, Acid Rain, Nightshade, My Only. Really great stuff. Uh, what are some of the groups that inspire you personally um, and the rest of the band as well if they're different? Yeah, well, I think pretty much for us, we all kind of agree that we love Dream Theater. Um, I would say Dream Theater is probably one of my biggest influences. And then I like other bands. I like Pool. I like um, I like Nightwish. I like, you know, I like all that kind of music. I like things that are very um, melodic. And I love Ghost. You know who really inspires me live is Ghost. Just the way that they have this show and the way they have this vision and this concept around their music. Ghost actually, I think, is one of the most brilliant bands. I have to agree. I, I love Ghost and I uh, can't wait for this upcoming huge arena headline tour. It's kind of blowing my mind. I saw them first in a little, little club like eight, nine years ago, and now they're going to headline arenas in America. It's nuts. Yeah, they've really come far. I've, I've followed them for a long time. Nice. I'd say a very fair comparison uh, for your band, for people who are just getting familiar with you now, is the band really reminds me of Within Temptation when they were starting out as they were sort of this, you know, you had like sort of the threads of bigger rock and heavy metal, but very planted in progressive rock and progressive metal and uh, this great female vocals on top of it. So I think that's a great band for your, you guys to aspire to. No, I love Within Temptation. They're great. Right. And it's I think they're a lot bigger in Europe uh, in their home country and their own, you know, in their homeland than they are here. They they, they haven't toured here a lot, but uh that's a band that I think I see a lot of similarities between you guys starting out and they. Oh yeah, they're great. Europe has some really amazing music. Yeah. Right on. And then uh, who are some of your, you know, you mentioned some already, but who are some of your favorite singers, uh, you know, that you style yourself after? Actually, favorite singers, that ranges from all over the place. It's not just um, metal. It's not just the metal singers that you would think. You know, I also take influence in other genres. Like I take influence in New York. I take influence in Kate Bush. I take influence in... Lana Del Rey. I mean, there's so many vocalists who inspire me. I also really love Ann Wilson of Heart. Classic. Um, I think she has an amazing voice. She's a real belter, and uh, she really hammers it out. She's still great. It's kind of crazy. Like forty years and forty plus years into their career, they're still awesome. They just did a whole huge tour. Back. I know she's amazing. She's amazing. And and Nancy is no slouch as a singer either. You know, she doesn't get a lot of credit for it because she's known for her guitar. Yeah, no, absolutely. Nancy Wilson's really talented too. Yeah. I think I think Hart's amazing. I'm a huge Hart fan and everything they stand for too in their whole career is just what they've accomplished and 
what they've done for women in rock is just something that's so admirable. So I think in terms of a historical sense, part has to be appreciated. Right. And I was just talking about this with somebody else. We were saying there really aren't a lot of, you know, it's like weird to say this, but historically, when you think to the 70s and 80s, all the great rock bands were really British and very few American bands. And then there's like almost no women led bands or it's Hart and it's Pat Benatar and Joan Jett. And that list is very small. Right. And they were all awesome, by the way. But like the list is just painfully small and should be a lot bigger. And then you have a lot of pop artists, right? And and other genres where women kind of take over and dominate. But uh, it's true there are have not been as many iconic women led, women centric rock bands. So let's. I, I like that this era, today's era of rock and heavy metal, seems to have turned that on its ear, and we have a, a lot of a lot more equity. And a lot more fairness and a lot, you know, a little bit easy. Yeah, there's a lot more going on. I think there's still work that has to be done, of course, but I'm really glad to see more of us out there and more people coming on the scene that wouldn't have gotten that opportunity years back. Right. Have you had a deal, especially as competitive as L.A. is just in general for all artists? Have you had a deal with uh, any of this yourself where people are like pretty good for a girl? <laughs> you know, terrible stuff like that. Have you had to like cope with any of that or other obstacles? Yeah. You know, I think it's interesting. I think um, I think I've been blessed in the sense that everyone that I've interacted with has been really open minded and very very respectful. I think I've been really lucky in that sense, but you know, I have heard stories. I have, you know, there, there are things that, you know, still happen. I think, you know, I think it's interesting um, because I play in a band with all guys. So sometimes it's interesting to walk in a room and, and be the only woman in that room. But I think as long as everyone owns it and listens to each other and, really kind of works together. I think we can get past this. And I think that everyone can feel comfortable. Right. We, you know, heavy music needs to stay a safe space for everybody. And it needs, there's room for everybody. There's no reason to exclude anything. There is, there is. And I think, and I think it's been getting really, it's been getting so much better. And, and I'm really happy, you know, I think I'm really, I'm really happy when I hear about, Everyone who's, you know, been having success, men and women, because it's a hard industry. And, you know, I always try to be supportive. I personally go out to so many shows to support other artists because I think we just need to support each other. Couldn't agree more. Awesome. I love to hear that. And I, I do think there's kind of a thing right now where... I see a lot of younger bands or blooming, blossoming groups who are sort of they're very hyper focused on themselves and they don't know how to kind of be part of a community because they're so laser focused, which is great. You have to be laser focused and on the same page for business goals and music goals. But I think it's important to kind of I know it's hard in L.A. We're in New York. We have people all over the world. It's hard to build a scene right where you are, especially in a big, big city. But it's important to kind of lay that groundwork with your peers. Absolutely. And I think the thing that that bands sometimes don't realize is that working with other bands benefits you. I think if you wanna if you wanna play a show and you wanna fill up a room, you wanna fill up a bar, you get the, you get a crowd by working together and not just being focused on yourself. It's about 
getting a crowd for all the bands because I always find the best bills are when the bands work together. Could not agree more. That's awesome. And, and I think also, uh, you know, sort of just in a, as a general good to know for everybody, I think uh, I always say that, you know, promotion is not the job of one band. Promotion for an event or a tour is everybody, the promoter, the venues, the bands, anybody else working, PR teams, everybody has to work in concert together, not just, you know, the responsibility of one person. And it's like, how come no one showed up? Well, because you guys didn't all work together. <laughs> yeah, it's a synergy. It's all about synergy and working together and having a collaborative approach on all on, on all ends. Right on. And speaking of collaborating, you guys are already working on your next record, I, I understand. Uh, how's that going so far? It's going good. We're still in the early stages. We're songwriting and brainstorming, but we have a really good vision for what we want the sound to be like. Um, we want to add more layers. We want to make the sound bigger. We want more energy, a lot more um, faster-paced songs. Um, I'm going to get creative on it, too. I'm going to actually play an instrument that I didn't play on the previous album. Ooh. Pray tell, what's that going to be? Is it a surprise? I'm going to play the harp. Wow, okay. Going all in. Harp is a great instrument. It's definitely demanding. Uh, have you a lot of experience with harp? Is it something you worked at or learning now? Yeah, I've been working at it. And um, it's funny because my, my main instrument, I'm a pianist originally. And so when I started learning harp, um, it was, a relatively easy translation in, in some ways, but then it was harder to learn in other ways because with the harp, it's a lot of choreography with your hands, and um, it's kind of like a vertical piano, but you only play with four fingers and not five. It's a great way to look at it. I never thought about it that way, but of course it is, right? It's like a piano upright. I think the harp would be a great addition to the band, especially with the you know violins and all the piano parts. I think that would be terrific. I can't wait to hear it. Absolutely. And then you guys have a major, major gig coming up this fall, Aftershock Sacramento, huge, basically the biggest rock concert in America every year, more or less, with the exception of one or two others. Yeah, it's definitely one of the biggest ones on the West Coast, for sure. And it's a, a pretty huge bill with, you know, you have, you know, Corn and Tool, they're two of the biggest bands yeah. in the world. So it's got to be pretty, you know, you got to be pretty psyched for that right now. Yeah, it's, it's just very, well, yeah, we're very psyched. It's going to be one of the biggest stages we've ever had the privilege of, of playing on. But then the other thing, too, is that we're just really humbled to be there. And we're really humbled to play. And I'm a big school fan. So being able to see them and play this festival and, and have... Blue Midnight's name under there. It's just really humbling. Like, I actually, when we landed at festival, I actually was crying because I never thought it would happen. And and we just, we all worked so hard for it. And it's just very humbling. Awesome. That's great to hear. How do you, how do you like the new Tool album so far? People are all over the place about it. You know, I'm really enjoying it. Um, I think it's really, it's really well done. And, I think it's so awesome that they, um, just the significance of this album is incredible. They're showing that. Because a lot of people, I don't know if you've heard this, but there's a lot of people who say that rock is, is dead or 
whatever they say about it. But I think Tool's album coming out just proves that rock is still a thing. It's still going. And the fact that Tool's album topped the charts. It's just so incredible. It's phenomenal. I agree. I think it's pretty... We've seen a pretty huge summer for rock and metal. Slipknot's record was number one for a while. The Ramstein record came out and was did very well on the Billboard charts. So I think, you know, Kill Switch Engage, there's a lot of big bands right now that are doing very well. But the, I agree with you. The Tool thing in particular is pretty impressive considering nobody sells physical records anymore. And they just sold like a quarter of a million physical records. So it's kind of crazy. Yeah. Um, you know, continue. But it's interesting because there's a resurgence in vinyl. That's also true. And they didn't put out one yet. So imagine when they put the vinyl out finally or a regular plain old CD without everything else, if they do. Imagine how that's going to do. They don't even have the vinyl out yet. It's going to be crazy. But, yeah, well, it's funny because um, their vinyl record for Enema, I've seen it on eBay and and it's going for hundreds of dollars. Madness. <laughs> Just madness. It's worth it, though. It's a great record. It's one of my favorites. It's probably my favorite Tool record, actually, is Anima. But, um, and I'm also partial to Lateralis, too. But, yeah, I'm proud of them. They did a great job. And it's great that you're going to get to play with them. That's going to be, uh, you know, pretty amazing. Yeah. For you guys. And I'm going to say that we've covered Aftershock very, you know, Ghost Cult has covered Aftershock for many years. And we always seem to discover new bands on the on the opening stages. And I can just rattle off a bunch. Um, Strawberry Girls, Plague Vendor, Interrupters. I think we all became familiar with them for the first time when they played Aftershock. So our L.A. crew will be out there. We'll hopefully catch your set and take some nice photos of you. Um and uh, yeah, we look forward to the performance and uh, we look forward to hearing more from you. I Hopefully you you will get out and tour behind either this record or the next one next year. And uh, we look forward to seeing you much more from you and hearing much more from you in the future. Yeah, thank you so much. Yeah, it's been great catching up with you, Justine of Blue Midnight. Thank you so much for hanging out with Ghost Cult. Thank you. Bye. Bye now. Thanks for checking out today's podcast. Follow, like, and subscribe wherever you hear these podcasts. Also check out Ghost Cult Magazine on social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. And finally check us out at ghostcultmag.com. We're out. Peace.